school we friends. We go way back. We do. We, we try do. to avoid telling stories about our school days. We Because oh, there's yes. a few beauties. <laughs> Marketing managers of hotels would always say to me, do the over 50s have computers? When I'd go to sell senior stays to them to say, you know, there's this audience out here we're not capturing. That whole thing of old people and technology. Yeah, so back then in 2006, that was what I was having to deal with. You're damaging your brand and you're losing business as a result. And it it looks like, and this is how it looks to me when I'm, the, the business has no money. So if they've got no money or they haven't got the money to spend on their business, how are they looking after you when you come to that's visit? Right. What's, that's right. That's what we what do is, as consumers. What's, isn't it? what's their linen like? What's their that's right. food quality like? What you know? And you look at all that. I'll meet you in the lobby podcast with your host Jacinta Phelan. Welcome to I'll Meet You in the Lobby. I'm Jacinta Phelan, your host for today, and I am also bringing you this show, this podcast, from the Sofitel Melbourne on Collins. They've been very kind, and we are going to be hosting the show today from their actual lobby uh, in their little library uh, nook here, which is terrific. So thank you, Sofitel. And I will be interviewing today a lovely friend of mine, Simon Blair, who I actually went to school with. Simon is a customer experience coach and he's a customer experience coach actually in the service industries. So I'd like to welcome you, Simon. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> Congratulations on episode one. Thank you. And for having me here. Yes, old school friends. Old school we friends. We go way back. We do. We'll we try do. to avoid telling stories about our school days because uh, oh, there's yes. a few beauties. <laughs> So it's amazing we're still here, actually. I can't believe our careers have crossed paths, actually. So it's really lovely to be be working with you. Oh, true. And to have you here as a host. And also, Simon is actually going to be producing the show, the podcast, and uh, and social series, a social media series. So, so thank you, Simon. Yeah, no worries, Jack. It's um, absolute pleasure, and glad I could help you out. And thank you for yeah having me as your first guest. Well, I thought it was I thought it was quite fitting because um, because of what you do. I think our, a lot of our listeners, and because this show is actually podcast is actually industry based which will help a lot of marketing managers uh, will be interested from hotels and, and tour groups, uh, tour companies, I should say. Um, they'll, they'll, I think they'll get a lot out of this um, this podcast. So um, first of all, tell us a little bit about, Simon, your business is called Five Degrees. Yep. Tell us a little bit about it. So yeah, I've had uh, set up Five Degrees, uh, been, been a consultant with Five Degrees um, pushing 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And Basically, what I do is, uh, for my clients in diverse industries, uh, I measure, coach, and train the skill sets that are needed to deliver great sales and customer service Mm -hmm. to uh, to customers in contact channels. So whether that's over the phone, do a lot of call center work, Mm -hmm. um, also help organizations with their face-to-face communication, Mm -hmm. and also... Uh, online written communication as well. Right, right. Um, and I think probably the reason that it clicked for you to get me on this show was because <laughs> when we caught up and I was telling you about um, one of my clients where um, for the last couple of years I've been doing mystery shopping mm. with their, they own a number of uh, iconic tourist destinations in Tasmania. Right, right. Uh, then they've actually uh, got me to uh, twice a year to review 
that and that experience. And so you take that from the start of booking online? Yeah, from the booking through to literally having the the holiday uh, and evaluating their check-in, check-out experience, um, their bar experience, which they pay me to do. I'm more than happy to. (laughs) Um, And uh, also, yeah, the dining, breakfast, dinner, etc. So all the different parts of um, a, a stay and put numbers around that, do a report, uh-huh. lots of very specific recommendations and insights, and uh, we can track it over time, but, yeah, very practical recommendations to and, improve. And what were the, some of the standouts for you on that particular trip to Tassie um, that, that stood out for you in that time um, yeah. when you did that report um, for them? It's, it's interesting. I also took a couple of the times I've been, I've taken um, my son, mm-hmm. five-year-old, so actually a little kid. Right. It's interesting how that tests out the ability of staff to engage with, uh, well, in this case, children, right. yeah. um, and, and tailor the experience to that, especially, you know, where I'm travelling with him, right. uh, as opposed to other times where I've gone by myself mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It's interesting as a repeat customer whether that's acknowledged and how that is incorporated into the experience or not. Um, One of the great, I suppose, benefits for the client has been just to check the consistency or inconsistencies that are present across the different properties and across the different aspects of that service. So, like, for example, your reception experience might be fantastic. Mm -hmm. They might have really, really good staff there, Mm -hmm. but then maybe the dining experience isn't quite up to the same level of standard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so as a visitor, as a traveller, you uh, you don't necessarily differentiate between the two. Yeah. If, if, if it's really, really good uh, in any of those um, moments, then, you know, it's going to impact your overall experience. And uh, similarly, if it's bad a poor experience, then you don't necessarily care that reception was fantastic. Yeah, it, it'll stick in your mind. If that, the dining ruined. was horrible, yeah. you know? So yeah, your holiday is not, not going to be the same. No. Yeah. So the value for the client in terms of having someone independent mm-hmm. from themselves yes, uh, who understands how to, I suppose, measure yeah. what's happening yeah. and provide numbers as well as, you know, practical insights. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a couple of examples is... Uh, and this is a very common issue. It's a small thing, but actually a big thing. Mm. Name badges. Ah, right. Yes. Yeah, the amount of staff that don't wear name badges. Yes. And early days when I started this, uh, that was an issue. Probably yeah. about one in three didn't. Right. And yeah. so as a, as a traveller, as a customer, often, certainly for myself, I'm looking to engage staff. Right. You know, I like yeah. to make people I'm dealing with comfortable, have a chat, Yeah, you know, and yeah. I'm the customer. And know their name, and, and it's so, nice to know their name too. If you, if the name's there, it's a key part yeah. of being able to, to do that. And, and to refer that. to them. And refer to them by that name, and it yeah. really helps the experience, and that's something yeah. I, I enjoy. And But if they don't have it, then I've got no ability to do that. And um, and and even if it's, could be because I want to leave some positive feedback. Mm, mm, you know, who was that it person. that actually dealt with? Exactly right. I, I agree. You totally know? agree. Uh, another aspect is, for example, one of their um, sites, the bar experience, they have stools at the bar. Yes. Another one doesn't. Ah, right. Okay. And what was interesting as the person having that experience is how reluctant, therefore, well, I didn't have the choice to sit at the bar right. and engage with the staff right. and stay there for a period of time yeah. and maybe have the bar staff use their expertise to, you know, maybe concoct a nice gin and tonic drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe sample the variety of whiskies or yeah. something. And you might have even stayed um, a little bit longer if, well, that's the and, point. and spent money. If you've got yeah. stools there, you'll actually 
stay at the bar, especially if you're um, uh, if I'm there by myself. Mm, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly right. You're looking to engage other travellers and, and even staff. Right. And so that provides that opportunity. But if literally you do not have stools at your bar, yeah. you have a disconnect between the staff because you have to go over to where their lounge seats are. Yes. And it's, yeah. and it's literally removed from the bar. And, and, very, th- and that stops people spending more money. It does. So yeah. the yeah. reason this matters is because of its link to actually revenue. Yeah. And in one, so for example, the insight I gave to my client was in one trip, I, because of some of the poorer aspects of the experience, yeah. Um, that I would have stopped me spending probably an additional two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars. Wow, that's a lot of money, isn't it? For, like when you're looking the at whole one trip, that's one customer. And that's one customer, yeah, one yeah. trip, and so you just like your reaction, just do the math. Yeah, exactly, um, and that's so good for them to hear. That's from yeah. from what you do. That's great for the hotel or the resort or wherever you're going to hear that because Absolutely. and you know, just talking about um, chairs and all, the, it's so important. To have this is how this is this is what how I identify whether I'm going to uh, dine at a place sometimes yes. too. The chairs have to be comfortable because <laughs> I'm going to stay there longer. Oh. And if I'm comfortable, I might take my computer if I'm by myself. That's um, it. You'll settle in, and therefore you will. And you'll spend more. Spend, yeah, have three totally. or four drinks as opposed to totally. have one and leave. Yeah, exactly right. And I think that is um, real. I see a lot of places putting in furniture that that is really not comfortable so you're not as you say you're not going to stay there as long so yeah definitely I think uh, what you are doing for the hotels and resorts out there or or even caravan parks and holiday parks uh, you know it's really beneficial it's a terrific service that you're offering for them so it's um yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely something that we'll have a load to talk about, no doubt, over the next couple of episodes. Because yeah. uh, you and I will be—you'll be, you'll be um, coming. Oh, will coming, I? You'll be coming on. I'm going to have you back quite often, so we can discuss Terrific. different parts of you know social media. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss all sorts of customer experiences, and because uh, ultimately, Jack, with um, the service I provide to my clients. Um, I provide a customer perspective. Yes, yeah. Uh, because it's actually very hard for companies when you're in it, mm. when you're staff yeah. and management within your own organisation, yeah. it's very hard yeah. to see the forest for the trees. Yes, yes. Um, because you have to deal with a lot of internal machinations, processes, operational stuff yeah. that actually locks you out of thinking like a customer. Exactly And you right. forget what it's like yeah. on the other side. You're, you're on the... In the background, because that exactly. requires an internal focus. It doesn't lend itself to an external exactly. focus that customers naturally have. So, yeah, mystery shopping, uh, which is one part of what I do. Often, yeah. it's direct observation of real interactions as well. Yes, um, yes. But mystery shopping is a key key component of providing that uh, that insight that mm. it's often hard often hard exactly. to, to get. So yeah. Being episode one, and um, I'd love for you to share with with your audience. Uh, a bit more about your senior stays, senior stays business and yeah. uh, what's even prompted you to yeah. to jump on board and do so, this uh, podcast. So, well, we started, uh, Senior Stays started in 2006 and back then, like the internet was fairly, you know, it's still quite new and it still is really relatively, when you look at it, it, it the way there is so much still to learn uh, via, you know, the web and I think with what I've sort of focused on in 2006 was I knew of a few people that were over 50 and, and they were single actually, solo, yeah, right. and uh, they were wanting to travel. And one of the things that I identified, I was looking up some trips for them and I got onto the site and I thought, 
um, onto some websites. I thought there's nothing here actually focused on over 50s and maybe some special deals because a lot of people would be retired, maybe midweek deals or, you know, looking at a lot of solo tours. So I was on on the webs- uh, on different websites. I thought, gee, you know, there's nothing here specifically for the over 50s. So I started Senior Stays and uh, so it was born and I, I, I started this with um, my business partner, Andrea Hendricks, at the time. Uh, we both started it together and then later on she moved on to other things and, and I kept going. And one of the one of the things that um, I identified early on was that um, in 2006, marketing managers of hotels would always say to me, "Do the over 50s have computers?" When I'd go to sell senior stays to them to say, you know, there's this audience out here we're not capturing that whole thing of old people and technology yeah Yeah. so back then in 2006 that's that was what I was having to deal with um and and explained that no you know it's growing and and it's incredible how far we've come really because to have that question in 2006 and that went on for a couple of years Mm. like it was at first it was an uphill battle to get uh hotels and, and resorts to Understand that's a, a whole new market yeah, out there. Um, that is is going to be you know the main part of their market too. Especially and just the assumptions the that they're season. making around yes, yes, exactly. who's on and who's not on the internet. Exactly right. And then as you know, from 2010, I'd say. From what I can see throughout my business, from about 2010, yeah. it became a lot easier and people had iPads and yeah. before you knew it, 90-year-olds had everyone's iPads and it. everyone's on it. Yeah. So, and the, then, of course, it was becoming like, we've got to be on senior stage. We've got to be, you know... Yeah, yeah. Um, so a bit of catch, trying to play catch-up. Exactly, um, exactly. For a lot of these businesses. I think sometimes you can be too early and, and yes. maybe maybe senior stage started off and because the audience maybe was still growing and, and yeah. not quite there and maybe, you know, getting into that side of things with computers. Um, Sometimes you can be too early. And I think, yeah, I think 2010 came along and that's where it really started to... um to blossom and of course with social media too. So social media really started to take off. In 2006, I'd get Facebook requests from people and I'd think, (laughs) what is this? Like what? I don't, like what is this? And then to to not understand then that how much that was going to have an impact Mm. on my business and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. uh, Just that's, that is the main thing now. I mean, if you don't, if you're not on social media. My, half my morning is taken up just doing social media at the moment. Well, to the point you know. where Facebook in particular becomes almost your default mm. web page. Mm. Oh, it Probably does. more people yes. go to your Facebook page than would go to yeah. a website. Yes, yeah, uh, because you're getting, you're spot on, you're getting yeah. the businesses on there, your news feed. Because mm. it's know. all there, it's, e- it's easy, yeah. it's like a portal, isn't it? Exactly. For, for whatever you want to access. Exactly. So, so of course, with Senior Stays, it, it really evolved after that with um, social media. And then, then realising that websites started to evolve too, to the WordPress platform. Yes. And, um, my, my actual business is a subscription-based model. So um, for the hotels, we don't charge a commission. What happens is, is the um, hotels and resorts or tour companies uh, pay a yearly fee and it's a yeah, subscription right. every yep. year. So that's how that side of things uh, works. We find that a lot of the clientele is uh, female, uh, 60, probably about 65 to 70% are yep. females booking. Yep. That doesn't mean males don't look at it, but just sure. the booking, the people yeah, who yeah. are actually booking Person on it. Person control is, yeah. is the... Yeah, and, and a lot of, a lot, this, this year and last year, um, 
it's, we've been a lot of solo travel inquiry. So, um, you know, on, on small group yeah. tours and where we're finding a lot of um, inquiry coming through is through our Facebook page. We get a lot of inquiry about solo travel right. um, and also... Yeah, you know, yeah. another one is the multi-generational travel, which I haven't focused on yet either, and that has grown the last two years too. So it's um, yeah, so we've we've changed a lot, and once we realised that you know social media was really on the mark, and we had to be part of that, our whole business changed too, and our whole business model, and we had to change our website from the static sort of website yeah, yeah. to the you know to the WordPress. Yeah, more Websites dynamic. Or more dynamic, the images, you know. And now you're doing podcasts. And now doing podcasts. So it's, <laughs> Which it's, is where it's at, isn't it? Podcasts oh, have just taken off. And, that, and do you know what? It's You look at a year ago even, it was not really, it was sort of still looked yeah, upon as, exploded. oh, you know. And now if, Audio is if you're in business, you've got to have yeah. a, a podcast and also video, be doing video. And, and uh, not being a faceless business or a faceless um, uh Company, you know? And it's got to be real. That's mm. the other thing. Um, yeah. Gone are the days of having to produce the corporate oh, totally. looking, sounding so, video. You've got to be able to make mistakes. Exactly. Uh, like we're doing, have a conversation. Yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, the, the biggest thing, and I hate this word because it's been used to death, is um, you've got to be authentic. And yeah. people want to see the person behind the business now. Yes. And LinkedIn is really good for that. I yeah, can see is. that... We get a lot of our business through LinkedIn now. Yeah. Um, marketing managers are on there, and the same. It's my major and yours platform is, for my business yeah. and content that I put out as well. Right. So. Yeah. So you're finding that people are connecting, and it's terrific because you can build an, an audience. I've established on, tremendous relationships and, yeah. and business partnerships and partnerships, uh, yeah. a referral yeah. sort of relationships, and uh, which yeah. is a great modern way of doing business. Yeah. And um, with complementary businesses and like you and I getting together. Yeah. Because I've got yeah. some skills in some podcasting from content I've done yeah. from my the coaching podcast yeah. uh, with, with yeah. Emma and being able to bring that to the table to help you out. And yeah, that's just, it. I think it's a good example of um, just collaboration exactly. that exactly. businesses are entering into. So Totally. So, um, yeah, so that's that's how Senior Stay started and sort of, you know, we've, we've got to that point now. I was... I was telling you um, recently that um, over the summer holidays I was in a situation where you know, most people are laying on the beach or in the banana lounges and I was at the computer and um, on the computer and what I do is every two years I, I rebuild my databases for the hotels and, and resorts yep. and uh, go into everybody's websites. <laughs> So that's what I do all the summer, and it's. Well, it, you would have found some. Oh, it's, well, it was an in, amazing insight. Yeah, well, it was really incredible, and, and I was really shocked because I did it obviously two years ago, and it's a big job. Yeah. And uh, I literally visit every accommodation website in Australia, right. and um, so just to give you an idea, and this blew me away was uh, going into everybody's websites from B and Bs to resorts, hotels, all sorts. Fifty percent were still the old-fashioned static website that aren't uh, mobile-friendly, iPad-friendly. Yeah, and, and that and of course, really everyone's looking at on their mobile phones these yeah. days. More people are accessing website content or any yeah. content yeah. via the mobile than, than any other, than desktop. Absolutely. So if it's not mobile, it's optimised for mobile. That's right, that's right, um, yeah. Then uh, you can read it, you can interact with it, you can click things on your screen. Exactly. Well, a lot of these ones I visited 
a lot of the links were broken too. And right. contact us links. Like oh, you, you go there to contact them and it links no. to nothing. So, <laughs> What sort of, of um, accommodation places or tourist operators are we talking about? What, what? So mainly they were B&Bs. Yeah, right. um, but there were still a lot of motels, yeah. uh, the older style hotels, sure. motels. Um, look, some are, some are really cleaned it up and, and are fantastic but yeah. and I'm, I'm it's not everybody but 50 percent is a lot you know and that's what that's what I look at and I think you know how much business are they losing each one of those and their well, images yeah. and their images were old and I would yeah. go to some of the other websites yeah. the booking websites and uh, they would have newer photos on there than they did on their own oh. home page uh, on their own home website and uh, and I thought gee that's that's not good. That is a window to your It's business. almost to a point with that, they're better off switching it off. Actually turning, yeah. don't have a website. No. Just operate through Facebook. aggregator oh. combination oh, yes. site yeah. and Facebook yes. and Instagram yes. yeah. and don't do it at all. If no. You, it's like everything. If you can't do it properly, don't, don't do bother it. because yeah. the damage that you can do yeah. and the lost business, yeah. uh, you, you're better off not having an impression through a website that's... Mm-hmm. Than, um, than if it's uh, certainly if it's going to be negative, just avoid it. Exactly, exactly. Why, why create that for yourself if you can't maintain it? If you can't refresh it, you can't keep it current. Exactly. What, what are you doing? Well, it's you're it's, doing that. You're damaging your brand, and you're losing business as exactly. a result. And it, and it looks like, and this is how it looks to me when I'm the, the business has no money. So if they've got no money, or they haven't got the money to spend on their business. How are they looking after you when you come to that's visit? Right. What, that's right. That's what we what do is, as consumers, what, isn't it? What's their linen like? What's their right. food quality like? What you know? And you look at all that, and I think look, it's um, the same. The, the work I do in the I do a lot of work in the contact center space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. call centers and yeah, phone communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of sales. Yeah, that first point of contact when you're looking to buy products and right. you might ring an organisation. Uh, your experience that you have in that first at that first point, right. when you're not yet a customer, yeah. you as a customer we project to well based on this. This is actually I'm not liking this experience. Mm. Therefore, and you're trying to get my business. Yeah. So what's it going to be like when I am a customer if you yeah. can't even get it right when you're trying to get my business? When you're trying to get my business, and, exactly right. Yeah. And so a lot of. You know the marketing marketing managers that get it right, they understand mm. the 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 end game, mm. um, which is uh, your sales process, your sales mm. mechanisms, tools, yeah. websites have to be have to be working. Totally. Otherwise, people will project like you just like the example you gave. Yeah, and I think also um, along with these. 50% of websites that I was going through, a lot of them didn't link to a Facebook page or an Instagram yeah, page. Right. And you I have mean, they to integrate were, it. Yeah, and you have to, and, and or, and or, they were linked to a Facebook page, but their Facebook pages weren't um, set up properly. They were, right. they haven't been set up properly. So I yeah, think, yeah. I think there's a whole nother episode for us yeah. to speak about, about getting that, that, um, sorted for your business and what you oh, can do absolutely. and you know it, it and look is, it's not criticizing anyone because often these people they don't their skill sets don't oh, absolutely they, they might be good at running their motel exactly <laughs> and, and do you know what and you know, a lot of them so, have that repeat business because they are great at running yeah, the hotel exactly. it's just That's from that point of view now a lot of them don't see their website not, not everybody but no. a lot of them don't see their website as being important well so, they're not looking at it from the customer's perspective yeah how, um, how's the customer finding me that's you know? right so, and they don't know what they don't know no exactly right exactly you know, right so. so that was um, yeah so that was my summer 
<laughs> wow, really? <So, laughs> lots of fake tan to look like I've been in the sun. <laughs> Trying to look healthy, but oh, no, you're looking I was, great. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I was spent of it over the computer. Yeah. Sitting there looking at people's websites and, and you know, getting new contacts. So that's what I, what I do. Um, now, before we wind up our first episode, I just want to ask you two questions. Sure. Where has been the most uh, enjoyable holiday that you've experienced? What immediately has popped into my head is Scotland. Scotland. And specifically the Highlands of Scotland. Beautiful. This is back in 99. 99? Yes. You're a young buck. Um, And it was, it's like being at the end of the earth. Right, right. Just the isolation, the magical landscape, the the serenity. Yeah, yeah. Did you hike over there? No, I didn't do hiking, just B&Bs and high car and, but just um, the locks, the, it's just, I don't know, there's something about it that uh, it's quite magical. Yeah, um, yeah. And always just is the place I want to go back to. I haven't been, I've been to, I've been to England, but I haven't been to Scotland actually, so yeah, I've been right. to Ireland, but I can imagine because the, the scenery around those places yeah. are beautiful. Scotland, I have heard, is, is magnificent. And the second question is, what, where do you think you will travel to next? Where's your hotspot? Um, I've always been a bit averse to the classic Aussie pilgrimage to Bali. And, haven't you know, been yet? You haven't been? Haven't been. Um, you know. Uh, Join the club. The negative, I haven't been there All either. the negative connotations yeah. of the, the Bogan Aussie holiday. Uh, but in terms of taking the kids somewhere mm. um, where as a family holiday, that's so obviously cost becomes a yeah. with multiple individuals, yes. uh, a key consideration. Yeah. Tropical holiday. So then Bali suddenly has come on the radar. And in doing my research, yes. um, I'm starting to realise that there is ways to avoid the... They've stiffed it up The negative connotation of Bali and have something that's quite amazing. Really? And, uh, and I'm, so I'm, I'm going through a process of putting aside all my prejudices and uh, yeah. being open to that and... Sure, I'm sure you've probably got people that you know have been and yeah. oh, um, look, I have, would absolutely come back raving and recommending I it. I do. And, I have I have so. family members and, and, and really good friends that, that frequent there often and are trying to get me over there and I just haven't had an opportunity as as such at this stage. But I believe it's um I believe it's very tranquil. Some there's there's some parts of Bali that are beautiful, so I can understand it'd be a, a great place to eventually what about yourself, yep. Jack? What's been your favourite? Oh, I, look, I would have to say, and, and you've probably heard me on about it before, but <laughs> they, as, as you know, and we'll, we'll talk about this in other episodes, is about storytelling and brand yeah, yeah. Uh, telling. But I, I was um, of representing, sorry. Uh, I was asked to go over to the Maldives recently by the Sun Siam group, and uh, they asked me to go over and experience... Um, their three resorts and tell three a story. Resorts. Three resorts. The five star, <laughs> two five star, and one four star, and they were magnificent. Though it was brilliant. The Maldives. I, uh, I have to say, I did see the I, photos. I know that was just <laughs> so No, I. Oh gosh, I, I was. I think I've said to you before the, the colour of that water was just incredible, and I really, 
I just, there was not a moment that I would look at that water and just go, oh my God, it's just exactly what you see in all the pictures. Yeah. It's not, you know. The colour, the colour, light. No, it's just what yeah. it is. They're so blue. And I think. Well, in a different I, way, that was the Scotland experience for me. Yeah. The lights, the, the, the lights, the, yeah. you know, the extended twilights because it was summer. Yeah. Sorry, we're in a lobby here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very noisy lobby. And there's a flight, flight which, crew just coming Which is so. a key feature of this show, Jack. I love it. Um, so, yeah, sorry. sorry the, but yeah, Scotland, yeah. it's different, obviously, to tropical waters but yes. again it's the light yeah. it's the it's the something magical about the, la- the landscape and the it light is. and the, the I think I think the only thing I can um uh, like I was saying to you also that looking at um that breathtaking you know when, when mm. you, your breath is taken away the only other thing that it, the only other place that has done that for me is Uluru and uh, yeah, when right. I've been I've been to Uluru twice now and, and that, oh look honestly the colours mm. of that place and it's breathtaking when you see the rock it's just incredible yeah, and yeah. I think um, that was the same with the Maldives you get over there and that blue water is just phenomenal you yeah. can't stop looking at it you can't stop taking pictures you can't it's you like know. Instagram come to life oh it is it is and uh, look we will Unlike the fire festival. No. Oh yes, yes. We are going to. T- we've got some exciting episodes coming up. We've got a lot to talk about about different. Am I doing that episode? You're, yeah, that, oh, that's, yeah, that's brilliant. you. Incl- we're going to be talking about um, branding. Yes. We're going to be talking about influences. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be talking about um, failed uh, promotions. <laughs> And that is one, I believe, that we're going to be speaking about. Yeah. So I look forward to that episode. A bit of homework for your listeners, Jake. Get, get on, to, on Netflix, yeah. the documentary on the Fire Festival, worth, if you haven't seen it or heard about it. Watch that one. And have, have, watch it. And, and, uh, and, from, in your recommend, yeah. from your recommendation, <laughs> I, I did the other... Oh, it. my oh. goodness. So, anyway, no. that's for later. Well, look, we'll, we'll um, wind up now on our episode one, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, and thank you so much for your contribution to to um, producing the show, which is fantastic. I really appreciate that too. And thank you to Sofitel Melbourne on Collins. They've just been fantastic today and given us this lovely space here in the lobby um, to um, broadcast from. So thank you so much. And I look forward to meeting you in the lobby next time, Simon Blair. Yep. And congratulations, Jake, on, on, the, on starting the podcast. Well thank done. you. I'll Meet You in the Lobby is proudly brought to you by Five Degrees, Australia's number one experts in measuring and improving sales and customer service for its clients. Contact Simon on 0407 002 113 or shoot Simon an email at simon.blair at fivedegrees.com.au and find out how you can improve your customer experience.